0: Welcome to today's episode of Digging In. I'm Anita Burrows, and I'm here today with three of the founding members of Citizens for Belknap County, Brian Beale, Al Posnick, and Prudy Vesey. This is a bipartisan coalition that formed when several anti-government legislators from the county wanted to privatize the Gunstock ski area. The work of this coalition played a key role in ousting extremists from their county government. This group is now serving as a bipartisan model for other communities in New Hampshire. I want to welcome everybody to one of my first podcasts of Digging In, and I want to introduce um, my guests. Um, first, we have Rudy Vizi and Al Poznak and Brian Beal. And um, we're gonna be talking about the group that that you all have been part of and have have led and the basic premise of the group. And I I love what you said, that it was to rid the county of an invasive species. So (laughs) I love that. So I was wondering if um, one of you can explain what that invasive species is.
1: It's a fact that um, most local citizens are not engaged in local politics Are actually a lot of them are not even aware of what goes on in local politics. Um, Gunstock, the explosion at Gunstock that I think everybody's heard about was the trigger to make so many people um, aware of what's going on. And and the result, and we'll come back to how we did it in a minute, was um, we knocked um, six members of that invasive species um, out of the Belknap delegation. We kept out a few others we swung the majority of the delegation to a more reasonable set of people and after some drama along the way Gunstock is now stable
0: why were these six people um i don't want to use the word targeted but why were you anxious to get them out of office, and I will just say I served on committees with Mike Sylvia and Don Johnson, who is my favorite anti-Semite of all the anti-Semites in the legislature. Um, it, I'm so glad that you helped get her out. It was very difficult sitting across from her after some of the things she posted. Um, and full and, <laughs> disclosure, I'm Jewish, so it was very, it was very painful. So, what was it about these six that yeah, well, you felt well, they-
1: well said? Um, and, and if just, just to go back to the beginning a little bit. Um, Early on, I can't remember the timing, but um, early last year, an email came around saying the very existence of gun stock is at risk, because the Belknap delegation is planning to unseat three of the five gun stock commissioners and replace them with their own own cronies, and that could threaten the very existence of gun stock. And I won't go into all the nuance there, because we could spend hours on that. Um, so a a small group of us started talking about that. What do we do? And one thing we couldn't do was get rid of these delegates because they still had a year or so left in their term. And we said, the best thing to do is to get the word out and to engage the public. So a bunch of us passed the hat around without any organization and placed a a series of full page ads in the Laconia Sun that basically said, gun stock is at risk. And it went on from there. And at the same time, somebody else sent out a very bold petition that got 2,000 signups over a weekend. So the public was aware of what was going on. And after that, uh, they were aware, they were engaged. Things went downhill at Gunstock for quite a while after that, but it happened in full view of the public, which was very important. And finally, you know, after the um, management walked out and there were a few crises. That was straightened out to some degree, but the public watched all that.
0: Al, I'm not sure that um, everyone who's listening to this knows exactly what happened with Gunstock on um, the ski, a beloved ski area in your opinion. And it's my understanding that the del- some of the delegates removed a uh, few of the commissioners. Do I have that right?
1: Well, initially they threatened to remove three of them sum- summarily for cause. There wasn't really a cause. There was a whole uh, bunch of gripes b- between them. And so initially that did not happen because the public raised such an outcry. Uh, la- later on, um, they squeezed a couple out over, over a period of months. Yes, you're correct. Um, and replaced them with a couple of their cronies, which ended up causing the relationship was so bad, it ended up causing the management team to actually walk out and the mountain shut
2: down.
0: Brian, what was the motivation of the um, delegates in doing this at Gunstock? What was their goal?
2: There are there are a couple of theories here. Um, one is Gunstock is owned by Belknap County and has been for a very very long time, and these libertarian-leaning representatives who are part of the county delegation don't believe that the county should own this ski area even though they have done it for a long long time there was also some discussion over what the future and the development of gunstock was going to look like whether there were going to be hotels on the summit or restaurants and you know more development of of housing i've heard i've heard a number of theories over over time but Fundamentally, these are libertarians who did not want to see this in the county's hands. And my guess is they wanted control to be able to uh, accomplish that. They wanted to 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 run it into the ditch and then say, see, the the public sector can't run a profitable uh, venture even though it had a track record gunstock had a track record of being successful they had their ups and downs over the years but they were on the upswing and just to chime in for a second uh, some of them might not agree to being called
1: libertarians but however you measure it they were they were extremists they were unreasonable they had an agenda The, the label is not as important as the fact that they all had the agenda that brian just described
0: And and just again, for people who are not familiar with the free staters or libertarian movement, it's something a lot of people in the state were not aware of and have have woken up to. This is a group of the free staters are a group of people who actually moved here from out of state with the goal of shutting down as much of state federal government as they could. And they have done a um, scary job of getting themselves into office. And I don't think people understand how pervasive it is so um prudy can you talk a little bit about how you got this group together
3: well that the group was already formed when i came came in um i joined because these the libertarians were attacking the nursing home belknap county nursing home and cutting doing deep cuts to budgets and and really harming harming the facility that's when i I was trying to start something on my own, and I heard about this group, and we reached out and kind of combined forces.
0: The I- idea behind it was to have a coalition of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. It was a nonpartisan group, um, which I think is the reason that this was so successful. Would you agree with me on that?
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: Right, absolutely. So, so your goal to get to get these people to to move these people out of office, and and six mm-hmm. six. Is I thought it was poor. That is phenomenal. And I, I thank you for that because that has really helped us in the State house. Um, because uh, the previous two years were very tough. I, I served on a committee with a number of free staters. It was very contentious. Most of the Democrats on the committee ended up not running for office, I think because it was so bad. We were on camera and I said, you know, we all roll our eyes once in a while, but you folks take it to a whole new level. And if I wanted to be treated this way, I would go visit my mother in law. May she rest in <laughs> peace. So, so, so you've been really successful. And um where do you see this group going in terms of the future? And where do you see extremism in Belmont County and beyond? And what you know, what are your plans going forward?
3: I don't think we're by any means done. I I um think the the guys here will um will agree with that.
1: Oh, oh for sure. Um, our, our mission w- was um, to either support or oppose candidates for the benefit of Belknap County. And we kept that circle intact. We didn't worry about national politics or y- y- uh-huh. y- you know, pro-life or, or anything else. Um, and clearly, there's a lot of be work, a lot of work to be done there. So no right. we're, uh, we're not we're not done yet. There's um, th- th- um, who, who knows what next November will bring, but I'm sure we'll
2: have plenty to do. The, I agree. The quote that you had at the very beginning, Anita, well, yes, we wanted to remove uh, some of these extremists from the delegation. What we realized pretty early on is that we needed to educate the voters of Belknap County, the citizens of Belknap County, on who it was that was representing them. And what we found in talking to voters over our, the many events that we did was that people had no idea that these libertarians had pretended to be Republicans to be elected. And that is one of the tactics used by the free state movement to be able to get into office. And they, they know that the most of the voters don't pay attention for, uh, for whom they're voting. They've got an R after the last the, 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 the end of their name or a D after the the end of their name. And I will say free Staters have done both ways. They have run as Democrats and gotten elected to the state House. They have yeah. run as, as Republicans. So by doing homework and creating our voters guide, which was really pivotal to our success, just to be able to show people, The track record of some of the people, like Mike Sylvia, like Norm Silver, like Len Aldridge, to be able to show people that they had done some, taken some really extreme positions, and that they needed to be aware.
0: I just want to say for people who want to go see this, um, your website is phenomenal. One of the best sites I've ever seen. So people want to go and check it out. The Voter's Guide again was just. Off the charts, great! Um, it's citizensforbelknapcounty.org, and it's—I uh, always pronounced it Belknap, and I was told I not ever say that. It's uh, B-E-A-N-A-P, Citizens for Belknap, Belknap.org. So check it out. Um, the voters guide was tremendous. So, um, how did you get the voters guide out to people?
2: So the voters guide. This is something that Al and I talked about when I came in, which it was a few months uh, into the formation of the group. Um, and I served as organizer for the organization, but the voter's guide was something that we did in multiple, we delivered in multiple ways. Um, first of all, we had to create it and that took a lot of legwork from a lot of our volunteers researching Mm -hmm. positions of the various, uh, state reps that are on the, on the county delegation. We put those into a format by town so that it would reflect the ballot of county positions. Now, we took a position on county issues. So we did not look, as Al said earlier, at their positions on national issues or things like abortion or gun rights or anything like that. We looked at how these state reps voted on county issues. To Prudy's point, the nursing home, we had issues at the county corrections with the staffing and pay of those positions, and they were understaffed. And then, you know, looking at how the county budget had been pillaged over a five, six-year period by these, these reps taking very extreme positions. They had knocked out Anything having to do with human services out of our budget, including mental health, including uh, senior services. I mean, it was like draconian. So anyway, we catalog these in our voters guide. Um, We put it up online so you can go to citizensforbelknap.org slash votersguide, all lowercase, uh, and go see that organized by town then for the for the primary and the primary was where it was at because we were trying to to put in moderate candidates and knock out the uh, extremist candidates in the primary so most of our work happened in the primary and a little bit in the general uh, in the 2022 uh, election and we we printed hand cards, palm cards that we handed out at the polls to voters going in, we advertised in the local papers, we sent it out by email to try and get it into as many voters hands as possible. And and um not only did we take positions on republicans, we could, we recommended in many many cases both Democrats and Republicans right. for the same right. position because we felt that they had met our criteria for supporting county issues.
0: And I think that's why this this uh, this group was so successful. And Prudy, I think I, my understanding was there were about 30 people in the group, is that right? And how did you recruit these people?
3: <laughs> I think uh, recruitment was, was relatively easy. I mean, we all know people that think similar to the way we do um people in during conversations will will say boy i didn't realize that this person was a libertarian look what they're doing to our county so that name gets gets brought forward and
1: you know we had several tiers anita so we had a steering committee which was in the neighborhood of a dozen people bipartisan and then you know the tiers below we had a whole bunch of active volunteers that was probably more than 30 and, and then we had a you know a bunch of contributors who talked to all of their friends and made a big difference because it numbered in the thousands. So, wow! So it was it was kind yes. of it was it was kind of diffuse, but but uh, you know getting the energy out there around Belknap County was so important.
0: And you raised money, is that correct?
1: Yeah, we we certainly did. And again, Gunstock was the catalyst for this, but we had we were very successful in ra- in raising money. We, we raised a lot of money. It's actually a matter of public of public record and of course there were some large donors but what what i liked the best was we got donations of five and ten dollars and and to me that means that somebody dug deep they gave what they could and and i mean that that gave me goosebumps when those came in
0: that's right because those five and ten dollars are 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 precious dollars to some of those people and they chose to to support your organization one thing i want to mention is you know i know with your nursing home there were, my understanding there were about a third of the beds empty in part because the delegation didn't and the commissioner didn't want to raise the salaries for the nurses. And that's something that's going on in a lot of places. It's it's going on in Carroll County. I think that's one of the reason that we can't, uh, we're having trouble retaining nurses. Although a lot of the delegates raise their hand and say, hey, this is endemic, everybody, every nursing home can't find people, but you can fill them if you do the right things. And the other thing I just I want to say is that there is a belief that some of these delegates in the counties actually want to put the nursing home out of business because they feel that the government should not be in the business of putting of, of managing a public nursing home. Do you agree but with doesn't me?
3: doesn't that seem really ridiculous? I mean, have that conversation. If we should be in the business of ski areas or nursing homes or even jails, let's have that conversation and decide, you know, as as a group, as a county, what we want. Don't try to destroy something and say, see, it's not working. Let's let's get rid of it. That's that's how the libertarians feel. Let's let's demolish and then we have right reason to get rid of this. This is crazy. You know right. of course we I mean, need to take care of our seniors. We and we need
0: seniors who some of them can't afford a private nursing home. Exactly. And also and also research has shown that that the quality of care often goes down when a nursing home is privatized. It doesn't improve. Mm-hmm. So and is-
3: Belknap okay. County has an amazing nursing home, amazing staff, and and they decimated that. You know, you say, "Well, oh, we're not paying." What What if mm-hmm. we had good representation in there uh, years ago, and we we kept it at the level that it was at, and we did raise their their um, pay. We would have had an outstanding nursing home for all these years, and we would have been able to service 100%. We would have filled all those beds. They really caused a lot of problems.
1: The good news is that in the last month or two, a huge appropriation was passed by the newly constituted Belknap delegation for for a huge bill. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was $700,000 to support pay increases. So it's starting to make a difference. That's
0: fabulous. And um, yeah, the, another question I have, going forward, I don't know who your commissioners are. Going forward, will you also put emphasis on the commissioner's races? Because also, they're very powerful people and can also do a lot of damage to a county. Well, we
1: will, if it, we will if it's necessary. Yeah, um, OK. R- r- um,
2: you know, right now,
1: we're, you know, we're happy with the commissioners that are there, and we'll see what the future brings.
2: It's interesting, the delegation here in Belknap County had trumped the county commissioners in the budget process. I'm relatively new to the county, three years here, but one thing that I learned was that the the county commissioners, they're working with the department heads and they're crafting the budget that they see as being necessary to fund basic county uh responsibilities what was happening was that because in new hampshire the state the state or the county delegation made up of the state reps in the county they were vetoing a lot of what the county commissioners were proposing and you know not even with justification just going in and hacking out stuff because of of uh, agendas and that is not a healthy thing. Our county commissioners had been really kind of hamstrung by this process. And it appeared that this year's process, after the new group came in, was a lot more sensible and they listened to what the county commissioners were saying. It's the way it's supposed to work.
0: Right. I think a lot of us have not paid a lot of attention to the county and don't understand how important it is. Frankly, when I started as a new rep, um, I, I didn't fully grasp how important it is. But the county oversees the jail, the sheriff's department, the nursing home, the registry of deeds and these the nursing home, of course. And these are critical functions if they're not funded properly. You know, we're in trouble. You know, the county county attorney does amazing work with um domestic violence and other issues that are really important to our communities. So putting the right people in place is very important. These are very large budgets, very large budgets. Mm-hmm.
3: So we encourage people to vote all the way down the ticket and yeah. really use our voters guide and get the background on every single person that's that's running because it's it is, it's extremely important. Yeah.
0: I, I agree with you. Um Anything else that we didn't talk about here today that you'd like to add to the conversation?
2: As we go into this election, um, people really need to pay attention to these races, do a little of their own homework. Maybe, you know, we're not the only voter's guide out there. There were some very helpful candidate forums that, that the League of Women Voters did in the uh, Laconia and Guilford. I'd love to see more of those. Although I might add that the that the extremists in those positions really t- were very very careful in their presentations and their answers at those candidate forums, and that's why you you as a voter need to go and ask some very very pointed questions of them in those meetings because. If you're just at, you know, well, how do you feel about the housing shortage? You're going to get a pretty, as as Al likes to say, white bread answer. But um, you, we have to do our homework. We have to be more vigilant.
0: Unfortunately, in Carroll County, it's a very gerrymandered county. Um, <laughs> I end into the stick. I got a gerrymandered. District that favored Dems. I was me, uh, my district in Conway, but a lot of a lot of these um, when we try to have a forum, these people don't show up because they know that they're going to get the tough one. So that that's that's the hard part. So we have to uh, let them know they're not showing up. Why do you think they're not? Showing up?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just um, wanted to wanted to add that um, w- without blowing our own horns there too loudly, um, that the the reason this worked was first of all that we were nonpartisan and we didn't even think about that going in we just said we're going to get unreasonable people out of here um and that allowed us to keep keep our credibility and when people pushed us one way or the other and even internally we'd have a meeting and somebody would say well you know we talk about candidates somebody say well that person you you know you you can't believe their stance on guns and everybody would say, well, wait, wait a minute, I'm to leave that at the door. And, and so but by keeping our focus, we we kept our credibility. And I say this to anybody that wants to see what they can learn from our model, that that was the most important thing.
0: Right. Well, I just, you know, in closing out, I just, again, I want to tip my hats to all of you. I, I think you did phenomenal work. And I think other counties are going to be looking at this model, to see if it can be duplicated. You know, I see that going forward. So, um, and I really look forward to seeing what you're going to do in the future. And um, with the next election, is is going to be very interesting. I think it's I think it's an election where we may be able to flip the house and um, retire even more of these free staters, uh, libertas libertarians.
2: There are a lot of a lot of Republicans, moderate Republicans, would like to see that happen. <laughs> yes. I'm you, one of them. If, if you look at our website,
1: I, I pulled up the we- website while we were talking. There's a good quote on there from Governor Sununu. You know, he said, "The libertarians are not Republicans." Okay, I know a lot of them like to sign up as Republicans and pass themselves off as Republicans, but they're not—not not even remotely.
0: That's exactly yeah. where I'm going, Al. Just, you, know, you know, when people say, you know, you're anti-Republican, I, I, I'm a Democrat, I ran as a Democrat. I am not anti-Republican at all. I have a number of colleagues I respect, admire, work with. I have a problem with with people who are on the far right who I think are damaging our schools, our nursing homes, and, and other things. And my last thing that I'm going to say is, sadly, one of the things that the, uh, the Republican Party is doing, which is headed by a free Stater Jason Osborne, is that for Republicans who did not toe the line, they were primaried and told, we're gonna to get rid of you. And that's exactly what happened in our community with Brody Duchesne who I thought was a fabulous young representative. I say he has oversized brain power and he was pushed out because he didn't vote. He did not post the, the party line. So anyway, on that, on that note, I'm gonna close out, but I wanna thank all of you for again, everything that you're doing. And everything that you're going to do and and you are having an influence on other counties particularly here in carroll county so um i'm sure we're going to have some close conversations going forward
3: well we couldn't do it without all our members they're just amazing okay well thank you all
0: and i hope to talk to you again maybe when the, the election gets going again thank you thank you <laughs> thank you for listening to digging in i want to thank my guests brian beale Prudy Veazey, and Al Posnick from Citizens from Belmont County. Please join me for my next episode when I speak to one of the most beloved figures in the New Hampshire House, former Speaker Steve Shurtleff. Steve will give us a behind the scenes look at the office of Speaker of the House. If you enjoyed today's show, please tell your friends and family and give a shout out to Digging In on social media.